You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Thursday, June 24th, and today we've got a new guest on the show, Brian Batko from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and we've got a lot to talk about, specifically about the slot cornerback position and the cornerback position in general. Who are the young guys that could step up this year? What role have the, have the Steelers expected out of Cam Sutton to step into this year? Where could the balance of power be in those, in those training camp battles? That's going to be something to watch all during August and July during those training camp months. We've got a bit till we get there, but it's important to note who these guys are and what to expect of them. We'll do that right here on today's show, so stay tuned. Remember, you can subscribe to the Locked On Steelers podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey. Be sure to subscribe in any of those methods and rate us five stars with a positive comment because you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. Sometimes we get the privilege of getting a first-time guest on the show, and that's what we got today. We got a guy from Western Pennsylvania, works in Western Pennsylvania, and covers the Pittsburgh Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. It's Brian Batko. You know you read his work. Brian, welcome to the show. How you been, my man? Been great, Chris. Thanks for having me on, man. It's uh, it's nice to be a first-time guest. I've, I've been getting a lot more uh, inquiries lately from uh, from various podcasts and Steelers blogs. So everybody is hard up for content this, this time of year. That's why they... They get down to the the bottom line of their little black book, and they they call me up. Oh, please! It's hard. It's hardly that here. I need to. Just, I've been so. I, we've been so stuck in our, our our guest rotation. We 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 get Jenna Harner from Channel Eleven. Um, Josh Axelrod wiggled his way onto this show, and now he just argues with uh, an, one of our older podcast guests as a boomer versus uh, Gen, Gen X type of thing or, or millennial type of thing. So we've we've had an interesting round of guests, but I've been I've been you know I've known your work you know ever since you started on the Steelers beat a few years ago. You, would, you used to cover Pitt. You know your football, and I was like, this would be a great opportunity for us to talk about you know just some things with the Steelers. Now, training camp is about a month away. Or you know, or so, and what, there's certain training camp battles that everyone's talking about. Like you know, you know, will there be a switch up at offensive tackle? Who's going to be the third edge rusher? You know, but slot. Will Chris Carter set a hard screen on Jeremy Fowler on the pickup court at so training camp? We can talk about this. I talked about this in the show a while back because okay, you were I was the, there for that. I think you, you were playing in the game because it was so. you. Me, Jeremy, Joe Lofton, and then there was like a, there was Dan Scheifel and a guy I don't remember, but <laughs> that was such a wild game. So okay, quick, 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 quick recap. Brian, you remember when uh, when when Ben talked about playing pig with uh, with Juju and stuff recently? Yes. When he said that, I didn't know what that meant because I've always heard of horse, but I'd never heard of pig. And then someone pointed out that listen to the podcast. Oh crap! Chris sucks at basketball because he's never played pig. He, he plays the longer version. And I'm like, yes, I suck at basketball. So I've explained to our <laughs> listeners how I set a pick on Jeremy Fowler. He didn't like it too much. And uh, then he tried to like dunk on me the rest of the rest of the pickup. Oh, so you were a football guy growing up, right? Yeah. You're a football athlete and I'm the opposite. I played hoops growing up. I never played football, but uh, yeah, I mean, you can tell when you get on the court with people who uh, if it wasn't their first sport or whatever, like, you know, people, there's people who are good at a lot of different stuff, athletic 
endeavors, different sports. I'm really just all I can do is hoop. So uh, I enjoy that. Um, but yeah, Jeremy Fowler, good hooper too from yes. from ESPN. So yeah. Uh, yeah, not not a guy that you want to get in the back and forth with on the court because he might uh, he might wipe the floor with you. Yeah, he he uh, he tried to like I, I told I told the audience how like when I set that pick and he was like what the hell Carter and I was like ah I'm sorry I I forgot I'm thick like you know I'm a I just, football guy playing basketball let me I, live man I'm not I am not the most coordinated dribbler and 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 like one thing I will play aggressive defense but yeah like I I still remember when I went up I I, st- I started to go up for a shot and before I left the ground I look at the ground I see a shadow and I just look up and it's Jeremy Fowler skying from like five feet of trying to block my shot tall he is tall and he's athletic though he can jump like that's the thing like he he's for real um but but yes i am a football player it was i I missed i missed that i mean we obviously didn't get a chance to do that last year because there was no camp and i'm i'm guessing it's going to be a while before any sort of uh training camp pickup games for the media come back jeremy was also kind of the leader of that too so if we are back in latrobe uh, maybe somebody can can head up that mission, but otherwise uh, might just be good memories. Yeah, it might be good. But hey, 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 you and me can lead that front. We can we, we'll can, try. We can do that type thing. It's go it's gonna be fun fun times there. I I, I but I, yeah, I'm definitely a guy that used to run over people and, and not even feel it in basketball. It's just uh, you know that's part of being a footballer. But but being a footballer, the one of the things the Steelers are looking at here is gonna be slot cornerback and cornerback in general because. Cam Sutton can play either or. Now, what are your thoughts before we get into like specific breakdowns of, of slot corner guys? What yeah. are your thoughts on Sutton playing in the slot versus playing outside for this team in 2021 and what the, the prospects or the pros and cons of doing either would be? Since they re-signed him and let Steve Nelson go, I've gotten the sense that the, the plan was for him to replace Steve Nelson. I mean, that's the harder position uh, to, to find, I think, in this league. And the Steelers finally stabilized that. But uh, they obviously wanted to go a little bit cheaper at outside corner. And they, they think they have a guy who can step up and do that in Cam Sutton. So uh, his versatility is key. But uh, to me, all signs are pointing to him moving into that role. I mean, he, he can play the slot. He's done it. He's, I think he can be good at it. But uh, I've always looked at him as a player, uh, a, a little bit more finesse guy. He can be physical. I think he's gotten better in that regard. But, you know, nobody's going to confuse him uh, with Mike Hilton in, in terms of his playing style. So uh, the jury's out on on Sutton to a degree. But uh, I, I think you're going to see him getting that first crack at, at outside corner. Uh, I think that's what they paid him to do. And, and that's what their ultimate plan is. Terrell Austin, the secondary coach, mentioned that when we talked to him last week that it's easier to to plug somebody into the slot uh and, and have cam sutton you know move around if you need him to um but i i think right now they're, they're going to try to start him outside and see what happens that's that's certainly where i have things going because also people talk about the slot cornerback position like it's impossible to replace mike hilton was an undrafted rookie when he came to the team and became the primary slot cornerback it is not impossible to like to to, to to find that and that's why they went and got two guys who were ranked ranked third in the in, in the NCAA last year in interceptions and can play in the slot and Trey Norwood and Shakur Brown. And again, you still got Cam Sutton and you can still look to like Antoine Brooks, who had some interesting moments and some drills in, d- during minicamp and OTAs in there. Th- there's going to be a battle there. But I just I, I think the notion that, that some people have that, oh, man, they lost Hilton and Nelson. Their secondary is going to stink next year. I'm like, I, I don't think 
I, 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 is is it does it open up question marks? Absolutely, but I don't think that's a that's not like losing T.J. Watt or Minka Fitzpatrick. These are these are guys who were good role players for the team that you can still find good role players to fill those spots. Yeah, clearly the Steelers believe they have a core on defense that they just need to fill in around and, and they'll be okay. Time will tell if if they're right about that or if they are underestimating the departures of, of guys like Mike Hilton and, and Steven Nelson. But, you know, yeah, I think you're right to an extent about the whole, you know, you can find guys at slot corner. A lot of the time they are going to be overlooked because of their size or, you know, lack of ball production, things of that nature. But one thing that I hope fans are learning this offseason is in, in today's NFL, slot corner isn't just like a luxury thing or a piece that you bring in occasionally. Right. That's basically a starter. I mean, Mike mm-hmm. Hilton uh, has played starter snaps for the Steelers for years now. And you you are, you know, yes, you're, you're getting Cam Sutton to move up the pecking order, but it's not like he can play two spots at the same time. So right. there's no way around losing two starters uh, at cornerback in the secondary uh, and they do have some intriguing candidates, I think, to to fill those roles. We haven't even mentioned James Pierre because he is an outside guy, but right. uh, it seems like he's going to allow for a, a little bit more uh, combinations, if you will, once they go uh, try to put that puzzle together in camp. All right, we're going to get into some player specifics. We got to go to a quick break. When we come back, I want to continue this conversation with Brian because, like he said, there's a bunch of different young guys who could step into these roles. That's where a lot of eyes are going to be in training camp. But first, we're going to talk to you about our friends at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, Chris Carter here with Brian Batko of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Now, Brian, we were, were talking about you. You 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 brought up James Pierre. Now, for the listeners of the show, we have Tony Serino, who's our normal Tuesday guest. He has he he started the James Pierre hype train months <laughs> ago, and, and he he said, "Listen, it's it's leaving the station very soon, people." Now that hype train gained, you know, gained prowess when we saw him intercept two passes from Ben Roethlisberger, and it was confirmed after practice that that happened. I, so- I thought you were going to say he started it a year ago when he came on as an undrafted free agent, because I feel like Pierre was maybe it's the true. most under the radar, yeah. like post draft find of of that entire class. Like you, if you would have told me put odds on the guy who's going to eventually make this team and make a difference, he would have been pretty low on my list. I'm not going to lie. 
No, yeah, and that, that's the thing. Him making the team was a straight And Danny Smith talking about him, because we, we talked to him, uh, you know, towards the end of, of, uh, of minicamp, and he was talking about how he committed to it. And, you know, Mike, Mike Tomlin called him a varsity gunner on, on special teams. He found a way into those roles, and we've only seen a limited amount of time that he's played cornerback. But when he's been a cornerback, he's looked just as committed to understanding and playing out that role as well. That's where, because that's where I was going with the whole Cameron Sutton, which way should he be leaning? Because here's the thing. If, say, say there is a, a decent slot corner option in Shakur Brown or whoever playing on the inside. Um, but what if James Pierre is just that good on the outside that they're confident on? And then you're like, you know what, Cam, you can play this slot. And we'll, we're comfortable with, with, with moving you around. And then you can, and then that offers more flexibility. And now those guys like Brown, um, you know, like Brooks and those other guys, you don't have to use them as much. So what do you think that, that that's a little too much hype on the James Pierre hype train? Or do you think that that's actually more reasonable than some people might expect? No, I think it's reasonable in the sense that it's, it's almost like the offensive line situation a year ago where you were bringing in Kevin Dotson as a rookie. And it's like, okay, he's probably not going to work his way into the starting lineup, but what if he plays guard better than anybody plays anywhere else? Mm -hmm. And he, he earns that role as the, the fifth starter. Ultimately, he didn't. But when you look back now, you could argue maybe he should have. Right. If Jim Pierre can play outside corner better than any of the guys we're about to talk about can play slot corner, then it, it becomes a real discussion for, for Mike Tomlin and, and his staff. And again, it's just the, the combinations. Uh, you, you know, maybe when we're done with this uh, discussion, we'll come down to uh, there's six or seven guys competing for one slot. And some of those guys, James Pierre, Justin Lane, are competing for a different spot than the other four or five. But at the end of the day, it's it's just like in hoops when you're trying to get your best five out there. Maybe you don't worry too much about positions. Right now in the Steelers secondary and specifically at cornerback, they're trying to get their best three out there for the majority of the time. Right, and then that's, that's what you want your best athletes, the guys that keep your defense together the best um, and communicate the best to, to, to fill their roles. That's absolutely the thing. But you mentioned a guy who – in general, it's just overlooked in these conversations. Justin Lane, a third round draft pick out of Michigan State who just hasn't manifested into the player that, you know, the Steelers would hope he'd be by now. Now, it's still very early. You know, he could, he could still show this, but the times that he's been on the field, he's looked a little lost. He hasn't exactly been as, been as impressive as anyone else. And then he ran into a little bit of trouble with the law this offseason, which is never a good thing when you're fighting for a, a spot on the depth chart. Um, do, do you think that he's going to actually be in the mix this year? Or do you think that he's on his way out of Pittsburgh very soon? Because frankly, a lot of people have written him off already. And I'm like, you know, I, I get why I, I get that people are impatient. It's, it's Pittsburgh. P people are very impatient with cornerbacks and football in general, but he's got to show something soon or it's, or it's going to be a wrap. Yeah. If, if my options are firmly in the mix or now or never, I'm, I'm leaning toward now or never for yeah. him going into year three, just because, a lot of the things you mentioned, like if we flash back to 2019 when they drafted him and you and I were sitting here talking about, all right, well, where will it go wrong? What would be the worst case for Justin Lane? It would probably be, um, you know, he, he doesn't look good when he does play. Um, he, he doesn't do everything right off the field and, you know, just kind of falls out of favor, gets passed up. Well, that's kind of what seems to be happening. You hate to read too much into the, the media interviews, but in a lot of ways, that's kind of what we have to do to evaluate things this time of year. And just you're not hearing much about him from the coaches. And, and yes, James Pierre gets asked about specifically, and that leads to nice things being said uh, about him. But 
it seems like every time Lane's name comes up, it's just kind of like, hey, and Justin, you know, we have him here right. too. Right. He's working hard. So it's like, you know, that that's not really what you want to hear from, you know, whether it's Terrell Austin or Mike Tomlin or, or whomever. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's kind of now or never time for him. It's it's always tricky to – you don't want to move on from a third-round pick too often because you did invest a lot in him. But uh, you're right, Chris. When, when we have seen him on the field, hasn't given you a ton of encouragement. And right. uh, now when, when your name's coming up for the wrong reasons, uh, that doesn't help the cause either. Although I guess maybe it's a good sign that they, they didn't just immediately – uh, wash their hands of them that they're they're bringing them back to see more yeah that's certainly where I, I think it's you know they did like not washing hands he still has a shot here and they're going to give him that shot I know I keep teasing we're going to get into the specifics of the slot cornerback candidates but one aspect of also talking about the slot that is different that I think is also about the role that slot cornerback has played for the Steelers when Mike Hilton filled into this role he found a unique place for the Steelers he was a, he was a run stuffer. He was a pass rusher. He added all those things and he was okay in coverage. He wasn't the best man-to-man mirror guy. I mean, you know, Jarvis Landry was toasting him a bit, you know, you know, in that, in that playoff game. And he, he did get messed when he lined up with the quicker receivers. Oftentimes that, that, that would, that proved troublesome, but he was at least, he was scrappy. He was in the mix. And if there was a mistake made, he would jump on those mistakes. And that's important, but how much, do these slot cornerbacks need to play closer to a Mike Hilton style? Do you think to actually be what the team needs? Cause Keith Butler did say like, you know, we're looking for a guy to fill that role a little bit, but like Mike Hilton, I, I was looking at the stats for this article. I wrote about the slot cornerback position for the Steelers on my Carter's classroom for DK Pittsburgh sports. And uh, when, when I, when I wrote this, I was like, Whoa, Mike Hilton's 30 tackles for loss are tied for the most in franchise history by a cornerback. And I never thought about that even being a stack that correlates with that position, but he's tied with William Gay. The only defensive back with more is Troy Polamalu because, you know, he just flew all over the place. Um, but that's that's a significant vacancy to fill. And if you're not a guy who can get into the backfield, you're going to need to be really proficient in another area. And I just wonder if the Steelers want that or if they want a clone of what Mike Hilton did. From the sounds of, of Mike Tomlin last week, it it almost sounded like he wants a clone of Mike Hilton because he talked about just the identity of the defense and what that position needs to provide. I mean, you just think about it from a you know basic 11-man defensive standpoint. When you put the slot corner on the field, you're usually taking off a defensive lineman. So uh, you're, you're losing a lot of beef up front, um, but you, you want to still have that same attacking mentality, which is what the Steelers always strive for on defense. So I thought Mike Tomlin explained it really well that we're, we're getting different personnel out there in response to the offense's personnel, but we also aren't changing who we want to be. And Mike Hilton was perfect for that. I mean, he, he played the game with a, a linebacker or even yeah de- defensive end mentality a lot of the times yeah. in the body of uh, a slot cornerback. So uh, you're, you're not, those guys don't grow on trees. However, as you pointed out early on in the show, uh, he was cast off by a couple teams before the Steelers, you know, found the perfect fit in him, and, and he found a team that's the perfect fit for his skill set. Yeah, and it also just that mentality of, you know, like I still remember in that first training camp in 2017 when he was when he was flying all over the field and diving and knocking away passes. Every time he did, he would yell into the sky like, "I'm too small." You look at right at Mike Tomlin, and Tomlin would be like, "I hear you, Mike. I hear you. Calm down." Last like, year, there was a couple games, especially early on. Like I think it was the Broncos game. I mean, he was just everywhere. Like it, yeah. it felt like he knew the opposing team's play, but before you know, right when they broke the huddle. So 
you know, I, I don't think Cam Sutton is is quite that kind of player. And, mm-hmm. and to your point, like if he does end up being in that role full time, uh, it, it would be a different kind of slot. But I think the first order of business, if, if they have their druthers, the Steelers will find the player who is best suited uh, to do the things that Mike Hilton did. Yeah, I agree. That's going to be a question. And you're right. I mean, the, the interception he had of Deshaun Watson in that Texans game flipped that game around because the Texans were finding a groove in that game and he turned it on its head. And that's how the Steelers were able to get out ahead early in that, in that early season win. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we'll finally get to some of the specifics of those younger guys we were talking about. But first, we're going to talk to our friends at Bill Bar. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy, and also... Don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Brian Batko of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Now, Brian, we're finally going to talk about some of these guys specifically. And I know it's it's not – this isn't like, you know, we're, we're diving into to years of film on, on a lot of these guys at the pro level. But still, it's important to talk about the traits that some of these guys are bringing potentially to the slot cornerback position. Now, uh, it, you, correct me if I'm wrong on anyone that I missed here. We're talking about potentially Shakur Brown, the undrafted rookie out of Michigan State. We're talking about Antoine Brooks, maybe the safety they got last year in the, in the later rounds. Um, and then we're talking about, see, I knew I was going to do this. I was going to mess up who I was who I was thinking of. Trey Norwood, uh, the safety they got in the seventh round out of Oklahoma, maybe sliding into the slot to help. There's probably a few other candidates there, right? But those are the guys. One at you, Arthur Millette, who was a, a I very- forgot about Arthur. Yes, he's just kind of like a whatever free agent signing when they mm-hmm. when they inked him uh, a couple months ago or whenever it was. But this guy played a. You know, it's like here's how I look at Arthur Millette. The good news is he's played a ton over the last two years. The yes. bad news is it was for the Jets. So you're <laughs> kind of like, you know, is this guy actually legit? But I mean, he does have m- far more experience than than the three that you just mentioned and. Uh, if, if that counts for anything, uh, may, maybe he will be in the mix come camp. So, and that's the thing. That's good to have a veteran there who at least like, hey, he has war stories. And I, when they first signed him, I looked up some. Maybe he does. He does have plays where he showed like, hey, let's communicate. Let's switch around what we're doing in the secondary. But like you said, it was for the Jets. It's a tough situation for anybody. But the Steelers have been one of those franchises that they take on reclamation projects. You know, Tyson Alulu was a top pick by the Jaguars, came to the Steelers, became a role player. Darius Haywood Bay, top pick by the Raiders, came came to the Steelers, became a, a good role player player for them. You know, they, yeah, like would Mike Hilton have been putting up Jamal Adams type stats if he were with the Jets? I, I don't know. Like I'm not saying yeah. Arthur Millette is going to be, you know, the cure-all, but uh, it's, it's just an, another name. Like if, if you're listening to the Locked On podcast with Chris mm-hmm. Carter whoever he has on his guest, you obviously are a Steelers diehard and, and you probably have read up on Arthur Millette and you want yes. to hear uh, that, that he might 
have an outside chance at, at making some noise. Right. And, and here's the thing also they've to the Steelers have talked about making sure that you're available and ready to help in as many different ways as possible. Cause Mallette also looks as like a guy, Hey, they need safety depth. Maybe he helps there, but he, I'm sure he knows. And he's tweeted a lot about, you know, finding himself in Pittsburgh and really liking the, you're liking his time in here so far. I'm sure he's looking like, look, I got to find whatever way I can make this roster and, and show that I'm valuable as a team to earn a, a longer term contract to stick around. Yeah, but- and he was available late into the offseason. Mm-hmm. So, hey, he might not even make it to July 22nd or right. whatever it is when they start camp. But I'm just, just when we're going down the list right now, he's someone whose name probably isn't popping up uh, as much as it should if, if you're really paying close attention. Yeah. Now, some of those younger guys, specifically Shakur Brown and Trey Norwood. They're, they're, they're undrafted rookies. Both had five interceptions last year. That was tied for third most in all of college football. Granted, a short season um, and, and a weird season with, with COVID that it was. But still, these were two guys that looked like they were good at finding the ball, attacking the ball, and was in the air, and, and at least contesting at different areas and, and picking on those mistakes. But when you look at them, neither of them were the kind of guy that Mike Hilton was in, in going after. Even when Mike Hilton was playing in his, in his last year at Ole Miss uh, in college, like I think he had like 12 tackles for loss in his senior year. Like, you know, that, like, that, that was the thing he developed the Steelers. That's who he always was. It don't look like either of those guys are them. But just from what we've seen of them in college and the little bit that we've seen of them in OTAs and minicamp, what do you gleam out of these young guys as far as like, what they might what they might be able to actually do for the Steelers this season if if they are the ones they call upon yeah I mean Trey Norwood a seventh rounder Shaq Brown undrafted like I mean the, the I think they've shown ball skills so far to this point which right. um is is really all you're gonna see uh in, in football and shorts and Mike Tomlin every Keith Butler have been very uh intentional about mentioning doesn't mean a whole lot if you're making plays right now we got to see it when the pads go on because that role specifically is so predicated on physicality. Mm-hmm. Norwood, like to me, uh, my take on him when they drafted him was like the player, not really sure he has the body type or the track record uh, to play the slot, at least not the way that the Steelers have used it uh, when they had Mike Hilton. So that's, I, I think, a question with him. Shakur Brown's another one, you know, you don't always want to fall into the trap of why did nobody else pick this guy? Because then you would just never like think there's going to be an undrafted gem anywhere. But uh, you do wonder, you know, why he he didn't go drafted because he, he was projected by most of the, the analysts, the gurus to be a mid round pick late round pick at worst. So uh, perhaps the Steelers stumbled upon something there. Uh, he does have a more similar uh, frame to, to Mike Hilton, uh, maybe even an inch or two taller. So uh, I see from, from what I've, seen uh, in minicamp and OTAs both of those guys have been attached at the hip of the veterans like Cam Sutton, Mika Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden to, to try to pick up anything they can uh, because I, I'm sure that they're being told by the coaches hey there's a real opportunity for you don't come into this thinking just because you were uh, an afterthought from 32 teams uh, that you're not going to get a chance to, to make an impact right away and uh, there, there is a, a void to fill in the Steelers secondary and there's more experience there's guys who have been in this system longer, such as an Antoine Brooks, but right. uh, th- these two are, you know, they came out of college. They, they played in major conferences for, for good teams, good defenses. And uh, they're, they're going to get every opportunity, I think in camp in the preseason to, to show they've got uh, what it takes to play at this level right away. Right. And, and that's the thing here. It's about taking that opportunity, making the most of it. And like you said, the, it, it is very clear. And, and this is something that the Steelers do very well. I think the message gets to the young guys, follow the right people, 
around in camp because you want to attach yourself to them. You want to learn as much as you can from them so that when the time comes that you're as prepared as possible. And like we saw Shakur Brown um, at, you know, at the end of, at the end of mini camp, you know, he was one of the last people to leave the field. He was working with Cam Sutton just on his release and backing up as, you know, how he re- reacts as a slot cornerback, you know, making sure that he's opening up in the right directions, maintaining the right leverage and coverage, those type of things. That's the stuff that you want to see out of these guys. And, and, and honestly, again, I, I, Brian, I tell people all the time when it's OTAs, when it's minicamp, even when training camp starts, don't read into, to, you know, what people you'll tweet out is the highlight of the day. Oftentimes those don't matter. What does matter is how often do you show up as the most prepared guy in the field or one of the most guys in the fi- most prepared guys in the field? How often are you relied up? Can you be relied upon for, Hey, you know what? You're filling in this spot today and you're filling in that spot today. And the coaches can see, you know what? X player, knows what he's doing we can put him in this position and he is not going to goof it up that to me is the big bigger sign because what will happen brian and it, i guarantee you brian it'll happen this year in, in, in training camp whether it's at at st vincent college or heinz field someone's going to make a big catch someone's going to make a big interception and everyone's going to be going to tweet it out and be like whoa that guy's amazing or it could even happen at a preseason game and people will say wow but that person will not even be close to earning a job because they aren't being one of the ones that are showing up consistently in training camp and if you talk to a Steelers scout or anyone on the inside they'll say yeah we're not we're not actually looking at that guy he's not going to be here much longer I think when it comes to the two players that we're talking about, two rookies, I don't know if Kevin Colbert and his his scouting staff were sitting there uh, in, in the seventh round and saying, Trey Norwood or Shakur <laughs> Brown. But if they were, I think what, what maybe gives Norwood a little bit slight edge is just the versatility. I mean, Mike yeah. Tomlin said it when they drafted him. Swiss Army knife. Uh, I think he's got more safety uh, capability than, than Shakur Brown. Agreed. He's just moved all around the, the defensive backfield at, at Oklahoma and uh, to go along with what you're just saying, I, I think that's a feather in the cap for a guy that he could be placed in uh, so many different positions and, and still excel. And hey, that was the Cam Sutton path to not stardom, but uh, second contract and uh, just steadily becoming a more valuable member of this team. Great, albeit he was a third rounder and <laughs> Trey Norwood's coming in with an uphill battle as a seventh rounder, but uh, he's still cutting the same cloth uh, as someone who maybe he he is kind of that jack of all trades, master of none, at least at first. Hey, that that's going to if you can be a jack of all trades and you can be reliable at different spots, he will make the team will make the team. And as a seventh rounder, that's not a given. I mean, really, uh, unless you're even like, when you're a fourth rounder, it's still fringe. Unless you're in those top three rounds, you are not really guaranteed a, a, a spot on the roster. So you got to come in fighting. And sometimes that means, you know, you may not be the master. Like you said, you may not be the master of any one position. But if you make sure that you're valuable to Danny Smith on special team and valuable in the slot and maybe valuable at a, a sec position, if you can fill multiple spots on a team's depth chart, you have a much higher chance of sticking around. But yeah, uh, last year, Carlos Davis, you know, yes. he stuck. didn't necessarily see that coming. But, you know, the year before that, Sutton Smith, sixth mm-hmm. rounder, gone before he even, you know, got, got to week one. So uh, Steelers have a, you know, they've got track record of, of keeping those guys and saying, you know what? Yes, we used the pick on you, but uh, we we haven't seen enough. And, you know, you're, you're not making it over this undrafted guy on the 50. Exactly. So watch out, guys. It's going to be an interesting battle in training camp. Brian, thanks so much for hopping on the Locked on Steelers podcast. Really appreciate you making the time uh, to come on here. We'd love to have you on some more as we as we go through it, you know, even during the season, especially just to get your insights and, and everything. Uh, Brian, let people know they can find you, follow you and get more of your work. Yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter. It's just my name, Brian Batko, B-R-I-A-N. We don't mess with Y's, B-A-T-K-O. <laughs> 
Batco. And uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've got uh, stories up on post-gazette.com all the time. I've got a chat on Mondays on the website. Uh, my mailbag runs every Thursday. You can uh, tweet me questions for those. And, uh, and I've got a, a podcast with Ray Fittipaldo, not the counter program here, but no, you're fine. You, you know uh, that you're, you're listening uh, to, to plenty of Steelers content every day. So uh, we've got the North Shore Drive podcast on there as well. And yeah, thanks for having me on, Chris. It was my pleasure. Yeah, Brian, this is always great. And do check out the, you guys' podcast is fun to listen to. Uh, I, I love how you guys you know bounce all around with different topics. And, and yeah, that's the thing. I'm no I'm no glory hog here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. We bring all sorts of different podcast hosts here. We, we love to share the love because there's so many great con so much great t- content out there and so many great creators out there. So definitely check out Brian and all the facets that he does with the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. He does a lot of great work with the team over there. Um, but thank you all for listening to the Locked on Steelers podcast. Again, I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. If, you, uh, if, if you're liking the show, please subscribe to us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y Odyssey. And be sure to also rate us five stars with a positive comment. When you do both at the same time, it really helps out the show. But also, you get a shout out at the end of the show, just like this person who rated us five stars just this past week. And their title name was You Need TikTok, which I have a TikTok. I just don't use it. I just don't, I'm, I'm still learning, Brian, what TikTok universe is. It's very odd. Um, I don't have one either, so um, <laughs> well, I don't have one, and obviously I don't use it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind the medium, but uh, <laughs> I, I prefer to just see them like pop up on Twitter or Instagram or something. Right, I, right. Closed. No more social media apps for me. My life is closed on that. Oh man, it's it's it, it's tough. It, it's tough, man. I I I got a TikTok account, and I just like <laughs> scroll through. There's so much content, and I'm like, okay, I, I just I can't. Like you said, it's better thing, just to I'm watch the highlights. Yeah, <laughs> but this person who says whose t- title was you need TikTok, they said we have an amazing podcast. Uh, Chris gives you information about the Steelers and information you may have never thought of in the games. Thanks for doing your show. Thank you. You need TikTok for your five star review. If you want your shout out, leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out, us out. We're finishing the week strong. We've got Fantasy Draft Friday tomorrow with Tony Serino and Jenna Hunter and myself. We're going to be breaking down all times Steelers secondary. It's going to be a fun one. If you listen to Fantasy Draft Fridays last year, I know you got to be excited because it's going to be fresh competition. We're going to be mixing it up this year a lot more with all the different guests we have. We're hoping to get Brian on one of these shows. So it's yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be a fun off season as we get you ready for training camp. Stay tuned right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast.